Welcome to JV Reads the Tea. The T stands for tarot, honey. I'm JV Hampton Van Sant. Each week, I am joined by a guest and I read their tarot cards. I use the Wild Unknown deck and the Wild Unknown Animal Spirit decks by Kim Kranz to dive deep with a special six-card reading. And, of course, we go on usually pretty related tangents. So grab your wand, light a candle, and let's spill that tea, honey. Fabulous. What is up, witches and bitches? Welcome back to JV Reads the Tea. Today, our guest is Andy Randolph. Say hi to the people, Andy. Hello. Yay! Excitement. Oh, this is this is very exciting. I'm happy to have you here. Um, where might the people know you from? Uh, so I am on a podcast called Ending Pending, where we discuss television shows which have only lasted for a single season, and we try and <laughs> uh, like crime scene investigate uh, what worked, what didn't work, and why it got canceled. I am on a show called Force Friends Rewatch, where uh, we watch Star Wars television shows and we're not assholes, uh, which is <laughs> nice. uh, important because Star Wars fans fucking suck. Um, mm-hmm. But we don't. <laughs> um, and then I am oh, on boy. I'm on an RPG actual play podcast where I play a character called June Traherne. Uh, the show is called Good Neighbors, and it is a uh, Monster of the Week game set in uh, Louisiana. Nice. Very, very nice. I have yet to listen to that one, but I'm going to. Um, <laughs> I, like, may have slightly stopped talking to an entire friend group over uh, Star Wars. I, um, I have seen all of the movies. Every single one of them. Why? Because I, I, well, one, because I have a, um, I had a podcast that sort of necessitated that I watch the original trilogy. Um, but then I also watched like the 2000s bullshit one. Um, and then the most recent, because just because, like, just because they were there and why not? Sure. Of all of them, I liked the most recent three the best, but like also those distinctly got ruined by like the terrible fans. Um, like it was clear that that was one of the things that sort of negatively affected. I know at the very least the second one of the more recent ones. Um, yeah, yeah, I've really loved the Last Jedi, and uh, there was definitely a subset of people who were uh, dicks about yeah. it. The biggest issue yeah. with like that fan discourse is there's a lot of bad faith actors within it who are Mm -hmm. solely using star wars to push their own political agenda it's the same thing with like gamergate like the gamergate pipeline Uh, to uh reddit troll to alt-right person is right there and it's the same playbook that was being used on you know the the a certain group of star wars fans um yeah which is unfortunate yeah it was extremely it was upsetting to see also there was just like i don't know it felt in that um uh it felt like they had just a clear direction that they were going in and then suddenly they 
didn't go that direction anymore, which was very clearly like related to responses they got, but not the positive responses of which there were many, including my own. Um, that wasn't why I like stopped talking to my friend group. Um, it was because they were like continuing to um, sort of, I don't know, they like my friend group, which is full of trans people, I might add, just I wanted to be clear on that point before I say this next bit, which is they had a weird response to like any of the like controversies surrounding <laughs> surrounding people who were appearing on The Mandalorian and the trans community. It was weird that they had a bad response to this thing. I'm still yeah. not sure how to process that. This group also has a had a weird um weird reaction to uh that whatever the fuck Harry Potter um game coming out soon, which I'm like I Jesus, yeah, I, I didn't, keep forgetting that that's I a thing. Right? I didn't give a shit about that to begin with. Like, I was never going to, like, get that game. But, like, the more that comes out, I'll just keep being, like, now I really... I just really hope this, like, takes a hit in sales, like, like uh, to a big degree from, like, a lot of people. And I don't know, just certain parts of a friend group are still going to get it. And I'm sitting here like, y'all really don't need to. Anyway, sorry for the negativity, everybody. That's just the thing that's on my mind. Um, but uh, I don't know. I think, um, hmm. What show are you currently on with that one? Um, uh, so we are discussing every... Uh, Mandalorian themed episode of all of the TV shows. So oh, we word. went through okay. all of the Mandalorian episodes of Clone Wars. Then we're doing Rebels and we're almost done Rebels. And then we're going to start the Mandalorian. And the thought process Ooh. was, well, Filoni and John Favreau met on Clone Wars and they started mm. discussing the live action show during rebels. So like, you know, we're kind of following their thought process as they like got to the live action show. And it's been super fun and cool to like jump around through like chronological chronological order, but through the different shows that way. Word. That's what's up. I like yeah. that. It's a good idea. Good idea Thank you. Good it was my idea. <laughs> Take hey, that, Ryan, there you go. My co-host. He's great. <laughs> <laughs> exciting 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 okay so like this reading here i'm looking at it and it goes some places um it just it it starts off in a really really great place and then it goes places <laughs> Goes <laughs> places. General description. Um, have I have been places. So, <laughs> have you had a terror reading before? I have. Fabulous. Okay. Cool. So maybe some of these cards will be familiar. Let me know if any of them have come up in any previous readings you've ever received. Um, this first one, I like this one. It's it's is all is shiny and has birds. And I like birds. Honestly. <laughs> <laughs> I clearly do have a fascination with birds. 
Um, <laughs> I try and like oh. show my tattoo for the camera, which listeners uh, can't see, but it, it's not working. It's fine. Oh, well, yeah, that, yeah, I don't, I have feathers on my chest. That's about as far as I've gotten as far as close to, oh, no, what the fuck am I talking about? Jesus Christ. I have this whole thing, which is clearly one related to Red Wing and two related to birds. Like, just Love like, that. it's right there. Um, I'm also sad that I don't have the tiny, like, I, I don't know, there's an Audubon Society thing that, um, that has uh, this like bird species um, in like a little little stuffed toy form, and you can squeeze it, and it'll make the noise. And I I love it so much. It's that's the, very it's good. My favorite. That's very it's good. It's my favorite. I love it. I think I brought it to my office. I think that's where it is. Just so if somebody's annoying me while I'm in my office, I can just squeeze a bird at them, and it's because it's a loud call too. Like it's not. <laughs> The first time I squeezed it, I was just in my house, and my house was totally silent, except fully just punctured with that loud, loud bird call. <sighs> but it was lovely. Anyway, unrelated to that, <laughs> the card, this card here, we're starting off in a positive space with the lovers, and um, there are two Canadian geese on it, and it and it is rainbows and is very gay. Um as are a lot of these cards, really. These cards are honestly deeply homosexual, and I appreciate them a lot. Um, <clears throat> so, the lovers. This is in the past position. I sh- forgot to mention that. This is in the past position. The lovers represents uh, union, desire, and joy. I always feel weird when like a positive card is like very specifically located in the past. Um <laughs> Like, there's something a little bit sad about that, you know what I mean? Like, oh, oh, I always assume that the implication is that it ended, but also not really. Like, it doesn't necessarily mean that the thing is over. It just sort of means that, like, <clears throat> the ta- the time period wherein this thing happened is firmly in the past, and now it is in a new phase of something. Um, So, yeah. Also, I love starting off on something from the Major Arcana. That's always nice. Um, but yeah, these two Canadian geese are mates for life, traveling partners within an expansive sky. The Lovers is a welcome sight in any reading, as it suggests a beautiful and strong relationship on the horizon. I don't know. Sometimes these cards are worded as if they are firmly set in the future. Don't really know. Anyway, um, yes, you'll experience all the thrills of desire and romance, but meanwhile, you'll be building a solid foundation together. The lovers honor and respect each other, and with that, they can go anywhere. If you're already in a relationship, it's time to be grateful and nourish this rare and precious gem. (laughs) Hmm. (laughs) Um... I don't know. How does that card feel for you? Uh, I mean, it feels it feels great. Uh, I am in a uh, very happy and healthy, committed relationship. Um, yeah. With my with my fiance Evan, uh, he is also uh, one of my podcast co hosts. 
Um, mm-hmm. So if you know me from other stuff, you probably know Evan. Uh, but yeah. yeah, we're 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 doing real great. Um, I mean, we uh, have started talking and then stopped talking and then started talking about marriage. Uh, but oh. like COVID is, you know, like a thing and like, how do you, <laughs> how do you try and plan a wedding when you don't know when things will be safe again? So like, that's just kind of on the back burner, but, um, mm. we, in 2020, we celebrated five years. So we're coming up on six now. Uh, oh, that's yeah. so good. Oh, that makes me so happy. <laughs> I don't know, y'all. I just love love, okay? Damn. Um, (laughs) We're very cute together. Yes. Uh, Yeah, like, COVID being... Well, fun thing, actually. um, We will get to this in a second, because it comes up in the next card, and I'm almost a thousand percent sure that this next card is COVID-related, just in general. Well... The listeners will will recognize this card. This is a familiar card. It has shown up a lot, and it has showed up in this exact position numerous times for a lot of people, therefore meaning it is a pandemic card, as I call it. Um, just, just letting Joy. that just sort of sit there. But, like, um, I I've, have several friends for whom, like, this was going to be the year that they got married, or rather, more accurately, last year was going mm-hmm. to be the year they got married. And, well... Well, fucking COVID, I guess. Sure. Um, But I don't know. Barring, um, like, if COVID had not been a thing, um, what I I want to hear a little bit about what it would about what the plan would have been, what it would have looked like, what your theme would have been. <laughs> so that is that is something that like we we have not really started to nail down we have some like big ideas we really like the idea of it kind of being fey themed and each Ooh. of us taking uh a, like one of the courts and kind of working that through our our bridal parties um ah. we want to have like a, a big joint bachelor party with like all of our friends who are going to be in the party um it's tough because neither of us is particularly uh, spiritual anymore or religious. So trying to like nail down, like what do we want the ceremony to look like? And like, mm. I've performed a bunch of weddings. So like, oh. I have some like <laughs> uh, strong opinions about like what I want <laughs> out of a ceremony and like, I guess high standards about who I want to like, perform it um that checks out i'm gonna be back the context under which oh no problem apologies oh no problem um what was the context under which you performed a bunch of ceremonies? I would love to hear about that. So before I came out, uh, I was an evangelical pastor. Oh! Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, Evan and I dated in secret for the first year of our relationship. Um, gotcha. Yeah. So that was a, that was a whole thing. 
Well, damn. Uh, <laughs> ain't it funny how life just sort of... <laughs> life moves fast, y'all. I was in life seminary. Sorta... I, I was a good... Oh, I was a good... Uh, a good, good, pure Christian boy. And uh, this, this strapping, lustful man seduced me. There that's not go. how it happened, but <laughs> oh well. I mean, that's the fun grand story for the kids. Uh, he... Grand story for the kids? What? That's the fun story for the grandkids. Anyway, that's <laughs> he turned me down multiple I'm... times. Actually, oh. yeah. <laughs> what? Oh man, that's always mm, that's always a fun time. Always exciting. Um, what? Did he give a reason why he turned you down? Now I'm just curious. Oh. Now I'm just that feels so like a he, weird question um, to ask. But. Not that I was like a homebreaker or anything, but he had a a a uh, significant other. He had a boyfriend. Um, oh, yeah. and like, uh, I kind of like hit on him, and he kind of flirted back, and he was like, "Hey, like, just so you know, like, I have a boyfriend." I was like, "Oh, like that's." that like okay like absolutely like i'm sorry like <laughs> totally get it and he was like no like it like it's fine i don't mind like casually like flirting like it's not a big deal um but like i just want you to know that it's not going anywhere like i'm just kind of a flirty person you know i was like okay got it uh and then they broke up and i was like fucking awesome <laughs> that guy's an idiot i can't believe he'd break up with evan um <laughs> i think Aww. i mean evan dumped him but um yeah. uh you know i i kind of was like hey like flirt 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 and he was like hey like again always flattered and i do like flirting with you but i just want to be clear that like still not gonna happen like i'm not interested <laughs> like you got that whole like mm. church baggage and i was like hey totally get it or like can we still like <laughs> casually flirt a bunch and he was like oh yeah absolutely and i was like i'm so charming i'm gonna charm you like like mm -hmm. i was very much like oh yeah absolutely like i'm not at all like <laughs> hoping that this turns into anything but i was definitely hoping it's it fine into playing it casual <laughs> I, yeah. I, I see you i got yeah, you yeah yeah that yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um we were uh working on like a group cosplay together uh and like talking a bunch because of that and um mm -hmm. yeah that's kind of uh the characters we were both cosplaying out of that big group of friends were an item so like it was very Ooh. easy to be like iron bull and dorian ah spooky spooky <laughs> in the video game that's not how i flirt i'm much go. better than that <laughs> well yeah i was gonna say like i no. I'm gonna assume that wasn't the line you used. No, but... no, 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 that wasn't the line. I did, uh, I did, um, make a photo album, uh, for him for Christmas one year or his birthday or something. And, uh, mm -hmm. as a joke, I had printed out a, a screen cap of him being like, hey, we're never gonna date, just so you know. And like, <laughs> I had put that in there and me being like, okay, yeah, sure. Uh, <laughs> and so that was very funny. Oh, uh, that fills my heart with so much joy. Yeah. Listen, y'all, it has been a long ass quarantine and my single ass has had a hard ass time out here. All right. So this is me 
partially just hearing stories that make me feel happy and hopeful about love and things. Because at this particular moment, I don't fucking know. But that, in general, makes me feel hopeful and very good. So I appreciate yeah. hearing that. And hopefully that brought a lot of light and joy to the lovely people listening. Queer queer love is great. And uh, relationships are, are great. I, I would imagine so. It's been a while. I don't fucking remember. And the last few were terrible. <laughs> That's rough. So That's hard rough. to say. I don't know. It's, I did just have like a, I did just have a very odd recent scenario that like, I, I wasn't even trying to make it a relationship. I just sort of generally was, well, honestly, the text I was sending, it was literally last week. I was trying to figure out, is this, um, is he good? Like, is he, is he okay? Like, just in general, like, I haven't spoken to him in, like, three, four, five months, whatever. Let me just check and see if he's all right. Um, and, like, throughout the course of that conversation, where there was mild flirting, um, like, I don't know, it was weird because he wasn't responding to it. And I was like, why, are, why isn't he responding to it? Like, I scrolled up. He'd responded to it previously. And I was like, well, What's happening here? What's going on? <laughs> Smash cut to a little bit later, wherein he has told me several things. One, that he thinks I am ugly. Uh, two, that... <laughs> which he did not seem to think before. This is a new development. Um, two, that he thought I'd gotten fat, which, in fairness, I have gained weight... But I don't really give a shit, and I look better now anyway. And three, that I was annoying and clingy. Again, I had not spoken to him for about five Jesus. months. <laughs> had not spoken to him for five months. Clingy. Okay, sure. I guess. I guess. I Fuck it. I don't know. And Whatever he was a bad a dude anyway. Fucking asshole. So. Yeah, very much so. Yeah. Very much so. Though it's inconvenient. I do technically work with that motherfucker, so I do have to, like, just sort of be okay with the fact that he might just stroll into the building that I work in, and I would have to look at his stupid face, and I don't, I don't know, I'm choosing my words, uh, like, choosing my words for when he does eventually walk into my building, and that is the thing that is currently bringing me feelings of affection and joy, um, (laughs) I guess, sure, um, Though speaking of um, things that are things that are difficult, um, this next card is uh well, it's this one. Um, so this card here, as you can see, is a bunch of sticks and a, and a lot of darkness. Um, this would be the Ten of Wands, which represents. <laughs> burdens blockage and difficulty so see what i said when i was when i said this was a pandemic card yeah (laughs) specifically yeah this is like everything has like come to basically a huge halt not a whole lot can happen there's a lot of hopelessness and depression happening um wee bit of anxiety in there too um 
the only thing that is odd about this card is that this book was clearly written, obviously, prior to the pandemic. I've had this deck for like many years, but the like advice that it has on the card is like, if the situation you're in is causing you this distress, you should simply walk away. And I don't really know how you walk away from a goddamn pandemic, Kim, but okay. Like, sure. So like, um, (laughs) the shitty, the shitty part of the, of this card is that, yeah, this is just, this is where we're at. (laughs) It's just, there's not a whole lot we can do about it until things are better. But, um, and I would imagine one of the aspects of this, um, because this card does focus a lot on um, on creativity. Um, it it it, it <clears throat> yes, on the mental and physical, absolutely. Those are also parts of this. Does focus a lot on creative endeavors. I would imagine slash. I'm just sort of guessing. This might probably also tie into the fact that conventions have not happened for a good while. Um, yeah because i don't have enough hobbies i also help run a lart um which like (gasps) that just hasn't happened uh i mean there are people running larps during covid but they're fucking irresponsible maniacs so uh don't go to their don't go don't go to larps right now y'all i i get it i miss (laughs) it so much but don't don't do that and don't Um, try to do a covid larp it just like (laughs) everyone is yeah. six feet away and masks are on it's gonna you can't kill do the it, vibe. it, it like, yeah it's, just... it's not gonna work also larpers are horny uh, as fuck so like that was one of the things i was looking forward to about yeah. 2020 was you get, that was you get a bunch of them together working. they're they're oh. gonna they're gonna do what they're gonna do yeah. um oh god our larp <laughs> is family friendly so like as far as i'm aware we don't have any of that happening but i've been to larps where you Oh boy. Anywho. Family um, friendly. Anyway, yes. Um, <laughs> oh yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's rough not being able to do my hobbies. Uh, I, I, I fully recognize that people have it worse than me and I'm very privileged in my situation that like I'm able to work and stuff like that. But uh, creativity is, is tough. Um, many, many attempts yeah, to start projects have fallen that. through and you know, like everyone's struggling so like even if you can get like a group of friends together online like it's 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 rough out there i totally do feel that like i i managed to find like so like a group of people that i i found it found and became closer to a group of people this year that was the thing that that's the main thing that's been like super great that i've loved a lot but like well i forgot that my the annoying thing about the positioning of this room specifically is that the bathroom is directly on the opposite side of the wall. Um, so I did just hear like a flush sound and I'm like, I really hope that didn't pick up on my microphone, but it might have. And if it did, I apologize, but I've also now addressed it. So it feels <laughs> weird anyway. Um, but like, yeah, no, I, oh God, what actually didn't want to ask what, um, what was the general theme of the LARP? Cool, cool. Uh, so it is called Torcond Adventures. It is set mm. in a custom um, fantasy world that we, uh, the team built from the, the ground up, starting with uh, the directors who like started this project and then a group of storytellers came on to, to help flush it out. Um, mm. But we specifically wanted to build 
a fantasy world that did not have um, a lot of the trappings of like Tolkien and Mm -hmm. that kind of general Europe centric medieval fantasy. Um, We then also uh, fast forwarded it to like that world's version of the 1600s. Um, So like, uh, we don't have uh, races. We have uh, bloodlines and ancestries, which um, I'm happy to see like other more mainstream games like picking that up. But um, yeah, we don't we don't have like orcs, but like orcs in tricorn hats, elves with muskets, fairies with sextants and sailing ships, and yeah, it's it's very. Uh, I love it. Ad- I'm here for that. That sounds it's, great. It, it's very adventure focused. <laughs> um, like when people ask me as a storyteller like what's your biggest inspiration with it i'm like star trek like i know we're not a sci-fi game but like star trek is uh in my mind like what our game feels closest to a lot of sci-fi i find is straight up just fantasy technically um that sounds like a wild thing to say but search your heart, dear people out there, and you know I'm correct. <laughs> um, they know I'm right, anyway. Um, except the ones that are like very clearly deeply science-focused, but most of them tend to be have a big fantasy element to them, and it just happens to be that the setting is space for some fuck ass reason. Anyway, that... <laughs> we we have no we have no magic healing in game, so like that mm. in and of itself makes the like doctors really important. But then Word. we also write a lot of plot for non-combat people. So we write uh, like town plot. We write merchant plot. We write po- political plot. We write doctor plot. Ooh. We write blacksmithing and crafting plot. So, um, you know, like Star Trek, like it's not about the combat necessarily. It's about the community and like these different positions and with like engineering and medical and uh, yeah. what have you. So it's... Uh, yeah, that's it's a it's a cool game. It's a fun game. That does if that you, sounds genuinely incredible. Oh if my you're gosh. in like Maryland or DC or Virginia or West Virginia, um, I mean, hit me up on Twitter. I'll, I'll shoot you details. Nice, nice. That sounds genuinely extremely fun. I know the one that I was going to. Jo- the fun thing about the one I was gonna join um, is that I met a lot of the people who. Um, were part of it though also i think the one i was going to do initially like fully just came to an end like it like it's not coming back even post-covid which like i'm not happy with but also like it seems like the people who were there are very fine with it not coming back which makes me feel a little glad that i did not join that last year haha um i was gonna say it's really cool when games like start out with an ending in mind and like work yeah. towards that ending, but if that's not what happened, then that's rough. Yeah, that's not what happened. Um, yeah. <laughs> definitely is not what happened. There is a, just sort of a weird rift between the people who started it and were running it that just became, I guess, insurmountable. But you know, but I did meet um, several people from there at a New Year's Eve party. Wow, um, that was a fucking wild and great time oh my god like 
one thing I have learned, nobody parties like a bunch of LARPers in a tavern. Um. <laughs> Yo, that, real talk, that is what people don't get when they make fun of LARP. Like, don't get me wrong, there are tons of reason to make fun of LARPers. I am a LARPer. You can make fun of LARPers. But you can't be like, oh, they're all socially awkward, like, weird virgins. Like, one, there's nothing wrong if you are a virgin. That's fine. Um, but, like, <laughs> but mm. like two that's not larpers like one everyone's queer uh and then mm-hmm. two like everyone's larpers like to have a good time is what i'm saying everybody was stereotypically drunk. just everybody was drunk that night everybody i it <laughs> I was going to wear a dress that night because I did, like, a couple years ago decide that, like, yeah, no, fuck dudes formal wear for the rest of ever um, because I just, I don't have the energy and also pants don't fit me the way I want them to anymore. So, fuck it. I'm just not going to do it. That's just easier to not. Um, But I'm glad that that night I didn't wear the dress that I had initially planned on because... Like, four other people were wearing that same one, just in different (laughs) colors. And I, they were missing a red, and I could have been the one in red, but mm, it was also 20s theme, too. Yeah, it would have been kind of nice, actually, because, like, I don't know, everybody looked cute in it, too, which is also a wild thing. Just everybody type in that particular dress looks fantastic. I, I don't know. I personally love that one a lot, and... At another 1920s themed thing, I will happily pick that one out again and wear that one. But until that point, uh, but no, everybody was everybody was drunk. I met a l- technically had I not gone to that party, I would not have realized an additional kink that I realized over quarantine. This is a, like. <laughs> is directly related to that new year's eve party shout out to all of them i love them so much but like that truly i was looking forward to joining that like joining that space with them and that storytelling like all doing all that storytelling thing collective storytelling is really powerful and it's just i <laughs> Doing it digitally for a tabletop experience is all well and good, and I do do love that. I absolutely love it. Um, and I'm not just saying that because half of the people listening to this probably are going to recognize me from Loose to the Love Story. I'm not saying it because of that. No, I genuinely do have, like, such a great time getting to tell this story with, like, a bunch of people. But, like, something about physically embodying it that, like, is clearly missing it's a combination of multiple different hobbies coming together with larp it is acting it is uh storytelling it is listening um which isn't a hobby but it's a skill uh and like costuming and like my my favorite thing to do is larp in a blizzard uh, I've gotten the chance to LARP Ooh. in two blizzards and in a hurricane. Um, uh, and like oh. <laughs> my, my, my second ever LARP event, it was a medieval fantasy LARP and there was a blizzard that had happened. And the villain for the weekend happened to be Vikings. And they had gotten like 
six to ten of the biggest, burliest, beardiest dudes to play like the main villains for the weekends. And like I was in the inn, fucking freezing cold, like trying to warm my hands by the fire. And someone comes running in to the inn, like covered in snow. And he's like, they're outside. They're outside. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. What are we going to do? What are we going to do? And like, I'm like, what the fuck? Like, this is only my second event. I don't know what's happening. I'm level like two. Uh, And like I go over to the window and I'm (laughs) looking out the window and you like the snow is falling and you can't really see. And like there's that silence, like everyone's so scared. There's that silence. And then out of the tree line, there's these big ass dudes with beards covered in like furs walking out with these big axes and they're not saying anything and they're just standing there and then they're, they're slowly walking towards the inn and i looked over at my friend who i who i'd like drug with me and his eyes are huge he's freaked out and I, like he's like what do we do i'm like oh. i think we hide under a table and so we pretended to be dead and we <laughs> hid under a table while everyone in the inn got murdered <laughs> uh see but like death that's how you do it the snow (laughs) like it just added to the story because like you felt cold and like there was that silence and like you're not Mm. pretending to be cold you're actually cold as fuck uh and like those sort of extreme weather conditions when like you didn't plan it for that weekend like being a storyteller is totally different because you you get thrown curveballs like that all the time of like, well, we weren't planning on it being 90 degrees and like, we can't do that big combat thing we planned because people will fall over. So like, what do we do now? Or like, we weren't planning on a hurricane. Like, how do we do this safely and stuff like that? So. Ah, the improv, the improv that must occur. Yeah. Sometimes you're, sometimes you're laying track Sometimes you're laying track because the train is coming and it is tricky. Oh, I love it. Like, mm, another thing that I, like, low-key got into during quarantine was improv for a hot minute, which, (laughs) sure, like, improv comedy, (laughs) which I, that was a fucking choice, let me tell you. But anyway, like, it, it was fun, to clarify everybody. It was delightful and I had a great time and I loved those people. They were also like actively studying it at the time, and I wasn't like I was just sort of a fun little interloper for that. Um, which yeah, is great, but um, like being able to utilize that part of my brain where like you know I can kick that kick that part into gear, and suddenly here we are telling this story, and it's getting more and more ridiculous every thirty seconds, or it's going in a serious direction. Um, but that serious direction it's going in it's so meaningful i don't know there's something about it that's just real nice and i like it a lot um it's i can only imagine though on a big um on a bigger sort of on a bigger sort of level again that physically physically embodying that moment of being in that situation there's just something about it that's like x that's an added great thing that i only sort of remember vaguely from theater um (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I genuinely think that if you enjoy tabletop RPGs and you enjoy things like going to the Ren Faire, uh, Mm. you should give LARP a shot. It is uh, way cooler than it has ever been portrayed in like TV or movies, at least that I've seen. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, I will say if you're like, wow, listen to this Andy person talk about LARP. It sounds fun. I want to give it a shot. 
look for local games and read their community standards and their rules on do consent. If they do not have that. a robust consent system in place, and if they Ooh. do not have strong community standards, they are not worth your time. Mm-hmm. Um, which I think was one of the things that was a little bit lacking in the one that I was going to go to, um, which sort of led to its downfall. Yeah, that's why I left the game that I was a player at for a long time. Uh, it is, it is, mm-hmm. you got to make sure the game is, is safe for everyone. Um, yeah. So, yeah, which yeah, like. Best advice I can yeah. give you. But everyone should try LARP. Just make sure you, you check out one that, uh, you're going to be safe at and have a really good time at. Yes. And I would also just generally add, even though I have not as of yet been to one, but have encountered these people, um, black people, it's fine. You should definitely go They're They're (laughs) some of the chillest people I've ever met. So I think you'll be fine and safe and go Just, just do it. Have a good time. Have a good time. Enjoy yourself. Um, Oh man, but yeah, um, that, uh, the costuming from it, it was the thing I was looking forward to a lot. I, yeah, absolutely. I, I got the ears in, did get those, those ears in. I, the, initially it was going to be, uh, one of the phase, so I did get, um, the ears to correspond with that, but I think it's, I think it might have to be a half elf because I like those ears better and they fit like the shape of my ears better. So I can get away with that a lot easier. Plus I won't have to like paint my face a bizarre color every single day. This feels good to me. I'm fine with not needing to do that. (laughs) But if I have to like physically put ears on, like that's fine. I don't mind if I look generally like this, but like I got, but I got these little ears on. I'm okay. That seems like that'll work for me. Hmm. Um, LARP was where I, like, I really started playing with makeup um, and like Ooh. gender expression. And like the first time I wore a dress in public was for an awards banquet. Um, mm. And like Evan and I were again, secretly dating at the time, but like LARP was one of the places where we were like semi out to people and could be a couple. And like, we got to be a badass warrior couple um like he had the crossbow i had the the rapier uh good stuff uh very fond memories of of larping i have found that (laughs) i have found that just sort of generally one of the really cool things about um well i can say it specifically with um with a tabletop is that experience where you get to um, to play around a bit with gender is extremely exciting and usually quite telling. Um, <laughs> usually quite telling somewhere down the line um, in a in a good way, like in a good yeah. way. Like it's it's one of those like, I see that you've opted to play this character. Hmm. Like, yeah, um, I have a couple of friends examine who this uh, just a have mm-hmm. have certain uh, <laughs> you know character types, and I'm just like mm-hmm. you. Uh, like, I'm not I'm not judging you, but I'm just like I, I have noted something about you, and if you ever want to talk about it, we can we can <laughs> talk about it. Uh, but like, embrace mm-hmm. embrace whatever it is you got going on right now, my friend. 
Uh, um, I love those spaces though. Those, yeah. I love I love anywhere that gives somebody that space, um, that space to sort of explore and figure out and like. Relating back to this card, um, high key, one of the things about the pandemic that I have enjoyed the most is seeing people like look inward and realize different facets of themselves that like realizing facets of themselves that like that's that are definitely true and have been true for a while. But again, without that ability to sit down and self reflect, you don't like you won't necessarily see it, but like just the number the sheer number of people who have like come out in the last year i'm so pleased personally i just i love adding more members to the big old family you know it's mm-hmm. nice i like that um but also it just means that more people are more people are finding that little element of authenticity within them and that little that little little nugget of truth somewhere in them and they're uh they're bringing it out and showing everybody. And that just makes me so happy. I love it. I love seeing people realize what their truths are and expressing what those are. Oh, absolutely. It's good. Yeah. Yeah. Though relating back to, um, back to LARP a little bit, we're going to jump to the problem card now. Okay. Lately, there's been a thing that's been happening where like the problem card and the solution card will occasionally be problem solution on one card and problem solution on another card. So like two problems and simultaneously two solutions, which is always nice. It just sort of means these are two very pressing things that you need to deal with today. Um, <laughs> I could just these are both equally pressing, and you should think about and deal with both of them. Is what that sort of generally comes to, um, which I love. I I like that there's um. I like it when well, also because humans are just multifaceted, just generally. Sure. Um, so like, yeah, I don't know. It's like getting a getting a sort of bonus thing just thrown in there, which I always think is pretty neat. Um, but this one. On its surface, again, speaking about very gay things, there's a very gay set of pentacles right here. Um, this is the three of pentacles. Um, and there's a mountain up at the top. I realized my ring light is just fucking up my ability to, like, show off these cards. Um, but, like, there's a mountain and there are yeah, three yeah. pentacles and they're sort of looped in a little triangle there. Um, and, uh, yeah, they're rainbow in color, which is really nice. Um, now... This card represents a teamwork, determination, and focus. So, um, again, back to this being in the problem, in the problem location, um, it would generally sort of, sort of point to a need, a need to be on a team working together to accomplish something. Um, difficulty in finding that level of determination that you need to succeed at something um hard to focus on things and you did mention earlier like starting and stopping um different ideas for for creative endeavors this is probably relating to that um probably most likely this is another card that or not this entire card just in general but like in this particular case this is most likely pandemic related, but um, I mentioned 
um, in relation to LARP um, because I figured that, um, again, that determination that was even present in the story that you mentioned um, and also the the sense of teamwork that can happen in sort of group storytelling. It just sort of seems like it would be present there. <laughs> like that was one yeah, of the things Yeah, I mean, it was absolutely. Um, mm-hmm. Like our, our team with Torcont is phenomenal and it's, it's uh, an absolutely stellar team to be on. But without knowing when we're opening back up, like the ability to plan for it or like have any sort of energy or community engagement is is tough right now, which mm. um, like on the one hand, uh, we've seen all, like we've had a bunch of people message us about like, hey, like I've never tried LARP before, but yours seems great or I've heard good things about it. And when the when it opens back up, I'm really excited to join. And that's fucking encouraging as all hell but uh um, absolutely it is it is tough to like get the team together and and you know try and plan for the future when you don't know what the future is um and like this also goes to podcasting not that we have the same struggles because we don't have to be in person but like you get mm-hmm. home from work and you're bummed because it's another day where you can't see your friends and you can't do your hobbies and it's like well we're supposed to record tonight but i really don't fucking want to um and like 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 a fool i have two podcasts where i have to watch certain tv shows on like a schedule and that can be rough uh at least with force friends i know that i love star wars but sometimes with ending pending like you pick a show because you've heard good things about it and then you start watching it and it's like god this is garbage like this did not age well i don't want to have to watch another like sexist episode of this bullshit show so oh um, my god Oof. uh that was I mean, the point that i reached with um with uh um the last podcast i had I, it's funny because technically speaking that show is st- that that show still exists we just stopped it and never really told anybody that we stopped it public announcement that show is over <laughs> um anyway um but Breaking news. <laughs> right um with wannabe film buffs the issue that we ran into is that like listen these are supposedly voted the best of the best on like imdb but here's the problem with that um the majority of the people voting on this are a very particular group of people. Straight um, white dudes. Typically, yep. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Of like a certain general age. Um, and like, it shows. Um, it shows be in the number of times Quentin Tarantino has appeared on this goddamn list for... It also shows in the fact that The Godfather is number two, because that movie is terrible. Like, that movie is just bad. Like, I don't... Like, it's really long. And also, the fun thing about The Godfather being a bad movie is it had no budget and they didn't want to make it. That's why it's bad. Like, that's one of the reasons it is a... The story itself is just kind of dumb and not well, like... Like, it's just not well done. The the author was super in debt, and so he offered to write the screenplay so that he'd get out of his gambling debt. 
precisely which is like and it shows like i yeah. like, and it shows and also the things like too goddamn long movies do not need to be three and a half hours long i will die on that hill none of them need to be that long that whatever that extra hour is that people have like tacked on to whatever the hell that movie is i promise you it can get cut like i promise you that that can get cut out that movie like it it can be like Wonder Woman 1984, there's a whole hour of that movie. I've gone through it that I could cut out, like, just easy. And honestly, all of it's Chris Pine. Chris Pine didn't need to show up in this fucking movie. Right? Um, <laughs> oh, my God. And he was just so bad at it. Like, oh he had God. no, ke- they had no chemistry. And then furthermore, that technically means you have a rape victim just roaming around the, this entire movie it's set. Real bad. But we're not going to question bad. it because right but we're not going to question it because apparently um in most movies especially in our society we don't actually value um male bodily autonomy um nor do we value female bodily autonomy we just sort of don't value bodily autonomy in general which is a problem and we should um like just overall like that and then we sit here and wonder why we have so many why we have so many sexual assaults happening like on a constant basis around the world perchance if our media showed us valuing other human beings this would not happen or like even subconsciously because like initially when he shows back up and it's like clear that he's sort of inhabiting the body of another person it's not like they don't make it a point to be like, oh yeah, no, this dude's just gone. Like, yeah, is he technically dead for like a few Chris, months? Like, they didn't need to have Chris Pine like possessing that guy. They could have just like, if didn't. you really wanted Steve Trevor back, you just have Steve Trevor back. I mean, you you don't need him because the relationship with Cheetah is the emotional like core of the movie. But uh, if you really should have dated, <laughs> if you really needed Pine back, which again you mm-hmm. don't don't have him possess some dude because then it's really weird that they fuck. Yeah. Like it just, it's, it's real weird. It's real bad. Oh, and like, Oh God. And like, they really, truly the chemistry between, between, Oh God, the chemistry between Gal and just I, like between Diana and Barbara was just chef's kiss. Well done. Yeah for like three scenes and then they fucked it up immediately and like i just it my god i can go like i'm fun fact dear dear listeners i'm now going to just sort of tell you all this if you want to hear me discuss this movie in detail as to why it is bad there are going to be several locations where you can access this particular thing Thing number one, you can do that by joining the Patreon for, and yes, I'm just sort of pivoting into this very quickly. Um, you can, uh, if you go to the Paper Boats Productions uh, Patreon, we do like a monthly, um, a monthly sort of presentation, usually on something that we love that is like, you know, made us think a whole bunch. I will be doing that. This will be a presentation about gender and gender identity as told through mythology. Um and mythological creatures, mainly mermaids and superheroes, modern superheroes, which are which is our modern mythology. Anyway, um, 
And part of that will involve me railing on this movie for an extended amount of time. But it's going to be good, I promise. And there are going to be far more fun little concepts. But if you don't want to listen to that, there will be an article coming out in relation to that. Anyway, <laughs> that's all that is fun. But I don't know. Like, just that... <clears throat> I forgot exactly how we got there. Um uh talking about media that you don't necessarily enjoy and like i love ending pending Mm -hmm. and like i do think it's valuable when we cover shows that are uh not great but um Mm -hmm. yeah with the pandemic sometimes it's tough yeah it, it takes an emotional toll to cover something that is literally terrible like we instituted a policy on one on wannabe film buffs which is it is okay no there there cannot be three racial slurs in the movie that's it against the same group to be clear um mm. like if there's one but it's like a different group for each one like that's shitty and didn't need to happen but like we'll still continue to watch that one no three three slurs against the same group of people the movie's out Forrest Gump failed this test Forrest, <laughs> Forrest Gump's not Gump. a good movie yeah, I precisely. know people love it it sucks <laughs> it's, it's not really a good movie it's a bad movie talking about another movie with hell. like <laughs> questionable sexual consent as well but oh yeah oh boy yeah no like it, it was just so it was so bullshit and I just don't understand how a movie can be like it lost that that little mini mini test. It failed that test in 15 minutes. The first 15 minutes of that movie failed that the easiest of tests. It's not a difficult test to pass. No. Like fucking Shawshank Redemption passes this test like that, which also weirdly one of the only movies on that list that i was like okay i'm kind of here for this movie weird weird didn't make sense that i was here for it but i don't know fucking was um in any case that like consuming media for that show that was like just not that was made that was one made too goddamn long ago to actually have anything to it of substance um which was a ongoing issue that i had with that show but also like some shit that is genuinely just not good, like just not good storytelling, weak as fuck storytelling, mm-hmm. storytelling with a fuck ton of plot holes that apparently nobody the fuck saw through. Um, just <laughs> like having to watch those on a weekly basis and talk about them for at least two hours. I was just like. I'm so tired and I can't do this anymore. Um, so, and then editing them afterwards too. No, couldn't do it. But so I can imagine that like a full season of a show, because at the very least, my things are usually like end after like two hours. Um, oh boy. Can't imagine a full season of a thing. And like, we, we find gems for sure. Like, uh, I got to rewatch Kings, which is one of my favorite shows of all time. Um, mm. We covered uh, 
we broke the rules and covered uh, Elliot Page's and Ian Daniels' Gaycation, which is a phenomenal oh, yeah. docu series. Uh, that was when which, I started listening. Oh, <laughs> that was the awesome. first set of episodes that I listened to. Yeah, those are good episodes. It's a good show. Um, so like finding <laughs> that, gems is great. Mm-hmm. Uh, we just covered yeah. everything sucks, which I I don't think I would have heard of if like mm-hmm. a listener had not submitted it. So like that show fucking slapped. But then sometimes we yeah. cover Marvels and humans, and it's a disaster. Oh my god! I I uh, was trying to think of like superhero things that didn't last a long time because, well, whatever. We all know I love superheroes, but like, and that was like the I, only. I, I want to bring I you on for Birds of. of Prey. I, oh god, oh fuck yeah, that it's show! Oh one. my god, it's a bad Here's one. Here's the thing, <laughs> I had a fun time watching three episodes of that show um but like (laughs) the first live action harley quinn god she was (laughs) it's bad it's real bad god i will happily i will happily come on i will happily re-watch that show i i will do it it's also i guess i well well, shit, I guess it might not be as easy to watch now because it was on DC Universe, that thing that failed real fucking fast. Um, oh. uh, not surprised. It was weird for the DC Universe to think that it could just have its own streaming service. like, And what? not put everything on it. Like, they didn't even have all the animated yeah. movies. They didn't have all the animated shows. I'm like, who is paying for this DC streaming service, which doesn't even have, like... All of the mm-hmm. DC stuff that you might want to watch. I mean, I was, but I was literally paying because I wanted to see Stargirl and uh, Doom Patrol, kind of. Well, at the time, I wasn't sure about Doom Patrol. I became very sure about Doom Patrol. I heard um, good things. <laughs> very sure. Doom Patrol is amazing. That is a great show. Very well done. Um Someone compared it to WandaVision recently, and I was just sort of sitting there like, it doesn't really compare the, at all, like, just genre-wise. They're very different, but... um, Oh, shit, I wonder if Lovecraft Country would fit on there. I don't know that it... Well, it hasn't officially been canceled, now that I think about it, so I don't know that it might be canceled. If it's canceled, I'll happily show up for that, too. Make y'all watch a Rock scary thing real quick, right? Anyway, um... <laughs> Oh, man. But looking at the next card, um, this is a fun one because this is um, the one that is on the cover of... Hold on a sec. Um, This is the one that is on the cover of the book that goes along with this deck. Uh, So we've got that little thing right there. And there it is. Right there. It is the world. Oh. Yeah. So this card has a finality to it. That's why it being in this position, which is either solution or problem and solution within itself, is interesting. So, um, this is the, if you, the major arcana in and of itself is 22 cards. um, And of those 22 cards, like, they sort of follow a general journey. Um, And this is the last card of the 22 cards the final step on that journey this is where this is the part of the journey where you find harmony contentness 
Um, and it's a it's rare for us to feel that it's rare for us to be in that spot um because oftentimes we are needing and wanting and a, striving to achieve things like we spend our lives basically running towards this feeling ultimately without oftentimes weirdly without ever knowing what that feeling will feel like um which is interesting just has a just as a concept about human life, we are constantly running towards like a like a goalpost that we don't actually know about, like that we don't we don't know what's on the other side of it yet. Oh, oh shit! I just found something profound about life that's fucked me up for the rest of the night. Anyway, you are um, weird. <laughs> I was like, damn, we just be running towards shit without knowing how it's going to turn out. Damn, which I mean. That's, I guess, life, though. That's life. That's part of life, not knowing what the end result is going to be, but striving towards it regardless and just keep on, keep on running. Just keep on running like the Flash. Oh, man. No, I just thought about the Flash again, and I'm just mad about it. But anyway, it's fine. Not like, not because I don't like that show. I love that show. I watched it literally this morning. But it just, it, it's... It's upsetting for some reason, and I can't fully explain why it's upsetting. <laughs> anyway, um, but yeah, no. So this card does represent completion and uh, sort of uh, what if I had to figure out what this card is specifically referring to and how it could be a solution type thing. I think I think what it's telling you to do is actually to meditate on that goal, on that goal post, on that on what that successful completion of a thing is. Um, <clears throat> so looking back at the previous one where it was talking about teamwork, um, determination and focus, um, part of that determination, a little bit involves knowing where to go or what to do. So, okay, there's this fun little exercise that I first did. Holy shit. Oh my God. Wow. Really, it was 11 years ago that I fucking did this. Ex Jesus Christ. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm having an existential crisis about age. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> I did this exercise in college where like um we where we um a life coach came in to teach us for a day. It was fucking weird. Not really sure why she was there, but um but I guess her teacher like just called her in to talk to us that day. She had us sit and close our eyes and she sort of walked us through this meditation. One that I might do as a patron as a bit of patreon content just because why not um and basically uh she had us like sort of during this meditation sort of visualize ourselves walking into a room that had a giant clock on it and that clock would speed up real fast and go up about like uh, we get to choose the amount of time either like five years 10 years 15 years something like that and basically, the whole goal of that is, like, everything that you've wanted has gone right. 
everything you've tried has gone correctly. You've succeeded. Where are you? Like, just step off that thing. Take a look around. What do things look like? How are things going? Um, are you where you wanted to be? What does that place look like? What does that future, that spot in the future look like? Um, that kind of thing. So mm-hmm. I would recommend doing that exercise. I don't know where the fuck that's going to end up for you, but I would yeah, say doing fun. that exercise. Yeah. Doing that exercise might be a good idea. Um, and I, more because those questions are literally listed on in like the little paragraph about this card. Some of those questions are listed there. What does it feel like? Where is it located? Um, and do you feel whole and complete? And if not, what is blocking you from feeling that sense of wholeness and completion um, each and every day? Um, so I recommend uh, giving that a little, giving that a little fun examination time. Um, and to not do so would be a bit of a problem, um, speaking of looking at the future. So oftentimes if there is a card in the future spot that is a little bit on the negative side, um, it tends to be a, especially if like the solution card was like, I mean, this one wasn't necessarily the most clear of like solution cards, but like there was an action sort of present in there. And Mm -hmm. without taking that action, this is a possible future there or just general vibes to look out for (laughs) general vibes to be on the lookout for. If you start feeling this way, that kind of thing, which also ties back yeah, though I will say this also ties in literally exactly perfectly with the problem card, just in definition. It is this one. Um, it is the Five of Wands. The Five of Wands represents a feeling scattered, a lack of focus, and generally feeling lost. Oh boy. <laughs> Yeah, um, so just, I, I mean, honestly, it's straight like that. Just, um, <laughs> just, uh, I don't know that those words just in combination really need a lot of explaining. I think we know no, what those are. That's um, that's me. Anytime my therapist asks me about gender, oof, it's just like oh Ooh, shit, oh. <laughs> this is not what i pay you for and she's like this is exactly what you pay me for i'm like okay touche like but i don't want to examine this today i don't want to do this today thank you um oh man i like oh god i've i've given up trying to describe gender to my therapist honestly i feel like i don't really need to i think she kind of gets it but like i don't know oh man like I don't know. It's weird being non-binary just in general in the world overall. It's tough yeah. and we're in a we're in a weird boat, you know? Oh man. But uh yeah. Especially because in the within the sort of definition of the general overarching quote unquote category of non-binary, like in and of itself the word is a non-definition. Yeah, Which, for sure. 
is the complex part of it. <laughs> oh God. Um <laughs> I love that about I love that about words. Sometimes they just don't have a fucking meaning that isn't well, it's not this. <laughs> Which sure. Oh grand. Um, but I guess sometimes it just bees like that. Um Yeah. Oh man. But I don't know. All I can confirm, I'm sure you will agree with this. I don't know. Dresses are just comfortable. Shit. I mean, they, they are. This is very true. <laughs> they feel nice and they are comfortable. And that breeze is wonderful. And they're pretty. <laughs> yes. And sometimes it's just fun to be pretty, damn it. Yeah. God damn. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, man. I, I liked over the summer making fuck I don't even remember how many dresses I made I'm pretty sure it was at least eight I think just all same format like literally all from the same pattern just made like at least eight variations on the same dress love that that happened yeah super fun um Listeners, I am certain you've probably seen at least a few of these. If not, you can check out my Instagram, where there are several photos. And whatever, I'll tell y'all where to find that shit later. It's fine. Um, But yeah, I don't know. That gender is fun. Though actually, on the subject of that, See, there's been a lot of real fun segues with this one because they do just sort of actually genuinely kind of flow together in a really easy to define way. Yeah, yeah. Love that. Love that. That's genuinely kind of rare. But this one come from a different deck and you can tell it's from a different deck because the back of it looks different. It has oh, yeah. things that kind of look like dragon scales on them. Whereas this one similarly has things that look like dragon scales but it's different on top of a black background exactly um but no this one is from the wild unknown animal spirit deck and it will well typically will have an animal on it and that animal is the energy that you carry forward and yes all the all the animals have fun meanings however some of them are not animals or i guess aren't easy, easily definable animals. Um, that'll make sense when I show you what this one is. Um, boop, this one is the oh. black egg. <laughs> I feel yeah. a little called out. <laughs> I don't, I'm going to be honest. I don't think you necessarily should. I think this is a really good one. Like, this is a genuinely... It looks ominous as shit, but it's a really nice card, actually. Um, also, I'm pretty sure it's a dragon egg. That is the only thing that that could possibly be. Yeah. It's an egg that has scales on it. I don't know how that could exist unless it was... Actually, should I wonder if there are eggs that just straight up have scales on them? I don't know. I don't that know feels like a about thing eggs. That sh- yeah, like that feels like a thing that shouldn't exist because then producing the egg is painful painful yeah oh oh god oh no that just made me physically cringe the concept of uh, producing a spiky egg from sensitive areas anyway um (laughs) so 
the black egg <clears throat> represents speaking from an authentic voice, and it represents the truth. Mm -hmm. So, the black egg contains one of life's essential treasures, the truth. Inside of it resides no confusion, excuses, small talk, noise, or lies, not even white ones. This living and breathing vessel harbors only that which rings true. When this essence is in balance, we speak slowly and clearly. We are drawn to activities like writing, reading, teaching, singing, or perhaps pub public speaking. Um, sounds draws in. Books draw us in. The concept of truth itself draws us in. We start asking questions like, what do I know to be true about myself? And what is true about the world? When the energy of the black egg is not yet accessed, we speak from an unsure place. We say things others want to hear, gossip, or repeat stories to justify our subpar behavior. We might even try to convince ourselves that we might have no inner truth at all. The energy of the black egg hovers and waits for us to reconnect. It is available at every moment in every situation. It is the epicenter of truth, the birthplace of our voice. I love that. Right? Like, I love this one. So the energy to carry forward is the truth. Um, is the truth and the, the truth and also the knowledge of self which I think is really, that's the part of it that I like the most. Um, oh, shit. There is also a second page to this. this it's a very oh, fun thing. Fun and other, other animal that exists in this deck um, is the unicorn. Um, that's a fun thing that they opted to put in here. Um, just that's wanted to cool. throw that out there yeah. because it's fun. Um, but yeah, so the other page there, this... This is from most of the, the animal cards correspond with an element. Um, these ones, this one does as well. And it is spirit. The, the energy, the element that it sort of represents is the fifth one, the spirit one. Um, and uh, yeah, it also has a chakra that it sort of aligns with. And in this case, it's the fifth, which is the base of the throat. That's where that chakra is. Um, I don't know. Oh, well, the reason it is there is because it governs our speech and expression. Um, and maintaining balance there is important for all of us, but is essential for writers, editors, musicians, and teachers. So, yeah. One might argue also storytellers considering the, you know, nature of speech and expression. But yeah. Um, so yeah, continue to live your truth and speak authentically and, you know, move through the world. Being true to yourself is what this card fully in and of itself represents. I mean, I think that's something that I, I hinted on briefly. Like I was in the closet for a long time and I was in an environment that, uh, was, uh, not conducive to, um, mm -hmm being myself and speaking truthfully about who I am and my experiences. And so uh, leaving that was one of the best things I've ever done. And mm -hmm. um, 
it is something that I try to uh, to do is not uh, cut off pieces of myself to try and make uh, you know others around me whole. And yeah. uh, if you if you are listening and you happen to be torn between uh, yourself and your faith system, um, I would encourage you that, uh, you know, if your faith system does not work for everyone, if not everyone is welcome in it, if there's not room for everyone at the table, then it is inherently uh, broken and uh, I think mm-hmm. you will um, uh, Levi no not Levi Weaver Tyler Glenn talks about how uh, he found himself when he lost his faith and uh, um, I think that uh, is very uh, important um, not to necessarily lose your faith but uh, to find yourself and sometimes you can't do that if you are in a toxic faith system which can be very hard to leave, but I, I assure you, on the other side of it, from my perspective, it's very much worth it. Yeah. Life life tends to get better when we are able to tell ourselves the truth. Life very much... Well, one of the th- promises that I sort of made to myself, I made that promise... I made this promise to myself when I was, like, 22 and getting ready to graduate, um simultaneously realizing several facts about myself in literally the last week of college by the way this is like <laughs> like right before leaving school i'm having this like gotta get your shit sorted class. right away yeah. i'm like i'm like fuck i'm going home and if i go home out of the city that i have been living in for the last four years like I don't know what I'm going to do gender wise. Like I, I don't know that I can continue to exist in the way that I have been in this place. Um, Which sort of means by necessity, if I'm going home, then a part of me is going to have to die for me to survive there. And then I thought about that and was like, uh, girl, what the fuck? No, absolutely not. No, 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 no. One, no, that is just not going to happen. Also, you don't have to choose a side. You don't have to choose a side. It's lovely, in fact, to not do that. You'll have a great time. Thank God to, like, the, like, three trans people that I had on, like, speed dial at that point, because, like, I, not even for just gender questions, just, like, people that were that had gone through it and were like, you know, smart and wise. So I was able to be like, hi, I don't know what the fuck is happening. I don't know what my gender identity is and I need help. Um, Just all, all like, you are most likely genderqueer. And I was like, oh, oh my God, that's Magic. perfect. Yeah. Yeah, so just hearing, hearing the word in and of itself. I was like, Oh, thank God. Okay, so I have a thing that I can just tell people now. That's perfect. Um, but in that moment, I the decision that I sort of made is, it's going to be much easier to survive in this world if I'm not lying to everybody about who I am, one, and two, lying to myself about who I am, either. So I'm not going to do either of those, and I'm just going to keep being honest, even if that honesty feels deeply uncomfortable at times 
or it may feel like I might have revealed like too much about myself in any on any given platform. See every podcast I've ever had. Um, but yeah, like, <laughs> but I don't know that living in that truth feels fucking incredible. I love it so much. I love that. I also love that I get to do that because I know that not a lot of people have that option. Like depending on where, depending on where people are listening to this, I don't know. I don't know what country y'all are listening to, but I would. Ooh, actually, now might be a fun little moment to bring up something I realized the other day. Um, it has to do with faith and religion, and also gender, which I feel kind of, kind of, kind of cool with and happy about. Um, literally realize that a religion I have been practicing for years like okay so I've been practicing voodoo for years just in general it um relates back to my um my ancestry you know feels pretty comfortable to me for that reason like literally the tribe like literally the tribe that my ancestors came from in Africa <laughs> this is the religion that they practice there still to this day so oh, wow well with the noted exception of like the aspects of Christianity that have seeped in because that sure. just because slavery and of course it did anyway sure um back when back during when it was in Africa and Haiti there are several deities within that faith that are <laughs> that are one one there's just several queer deities perfect wonderful no notes on that the number of gender queer deities within that religion is immense. It is. That's awesome. I, I keep calling them. Yeah, I keep calling them deities, which is not quite the right word. The word technically is spirits, but in any right. case, um, but then it starts to feel like I'm talking about ghosts. But fun fact about voodoo, just in general, that word literally translates directly to ghosts um anyway but <laughs> just the whole religion is named ghosts celebrate ghosts yay uh, which is delightful just a, a pure joy um technically it means spirit which is not necessarily ghost but whatever you, yeah, ghost spirit literally they yeah anyway just fun things for fun fun little facts there but yeah there are several deities who like just flu like fluctuate between gender just because and then there are some that straight up do not have a gender um which is always exciting to sort of see that what i found in those cases that they were typically just referred to as feminine because it was easier um like they had to put it somewhere like they had to be like i don't know language wise we have been sort of forced to speak french because again colonization and slavery and uh well France doesn't really have an option here for uh, ways to refer to a deity that aren't its name or like or something that is gendered. So, um, so they'd opt for like, um, the more um feminine side of things just because that was an easier option. But the way that they sort of carry themselves in various stories is um is well it fluctuates in a way that i find to be fucking awesome and really cool also it also 
there are saints involved in this religion, or rather more accurately, sort of um, guardian spirits that synchronized to saints, which was an interesting thing that they had to do for survival, whatever. Um, but like, there's one specifically for gay men, and there's another one for um, for queer women, just in general. Um, That's so rad. Yeah, like, and they've been that way for, like, ever. Like, there's never been a moment where they have not existed, which is so fucking cool to me. <laughs> um, and they have ones, um, they have ones that, um, I believe there's one connected to the mermaid goddess who, um, technically also, like, has, like, is the, um, is the sort of guardian spirit for male to female transgender people and also gender queer individuals who are assigned male at birth which is fucking awesome um and makes me so happy because that was my guardian spirit to begin with yay um <laughs> which i just awesome. was very happy uh yeah so all like just fun little things like and also just general fun reminders that like hey if you are in a faith that does not necessarily support you gender wise Girl, honey, you got options. Um, <laughs> you got options. I mean, hey, the, voodoo is technically a thing that can be practiced by anybody if you so desire. Just, I mean, note the African origin of it and sort of be respectful of that. But also, like, honey, welcome. Join. Have a good time. Convene with the ghosts and the spirits of the world. This is fun. They are happy and fun and exciting. Honestly, also, a lot of them love to party, and that is great. Oh, God. A God that is not so dramatic and 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 loves to party is just good unless they're Zeus. Then it's a problem. Um, <laughs> Consent anyway. is still important, Zeus. Um, <laughs> Consent is to, <laughs> to that note, too, uh, I'll mention uh, the Unitarian Universalist Church. Is, yes! Um, is real uh, cool. Um, they essentially believe that like every uh, religious path has truth and merit to it, and there's something to learn from everyone. So they like uh, cycle in speakers. Um, like the local mm-hmm. Unitarian Church, they have like a Buddhist speaker that comes in, and then they have a pagan speaker, and then maybe they have a, a traditional mm-hmm. like uh christian speaker and then they'll have uh uh islamic speaker and it's um just really awesome getting to hear all these different perspectives and uh uh you know spiritual philosophical views um and so if uh if maybe you've come from a similar background to mine whether it be evangelical or not but you are uh you still want to have your faith but also be yourself uh, they are very queer Have your affirming. faith and eat it too, if you will. <laughs> they're very, <laughs> they're very involved in social justice. Um, yeah, and they, 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 they might be able to uh, kind of point you on a path. Yes, I, I will also recommend them because I was technically raised in that faith. Um, oh, that's <laughs> that cool. was where, yeah, that was, um, that was the religion that my um, mom sort of opted for when that sort of became a thing that she like a, what a connection with the divine generally was a thing that she wanted um she's also just looking around at people that were um sort of supportive of people of color and that was 
that was the space that they have that um, that she went with and i still partner with them all the time like during for my social justice day job like i fucking love them they're so great and that's also directly where i learned about paganism so shout out to them for fucking yeah. altering again my whole life path for the rest of time um that would not have happened were it not for them specifically their religious education program which, which was truly just okay cool let's go to every church <laughs> like every version of church that is possible we're gonna go to all of them so many field trips honey it's gonna be great um and it truly fucking was it was literally amazing we had such a good time and like at the end of it we had to like write what faith we were choosing that was a little bit awkward but like other than but i also I don't know, shit, I wrote paganism and said, like, I will just opt for paganism for the remainder of time because that seems the most fun out of all of these options. In and in general, whenever whenever someone tells you we have all the answers, we have it figured out, just do what we say, you can trust <laughs> that they are uh, they have an agenda and are probably lying to you. Mm-hmm. And They try um, to sell you something. Uh, I... I, I <laughs> I haven't been super involved with the Unitarians, but my experience with them has been like, we don't have any of the answers and uh, we're going to, we're going to like marinate in that. And like, I think that's kind of cool. Genuinely. So fucking cool. Like highly recommend, highly recommend. It feels weird to recommend a religion because I, I feel like I just said it. Like I was recommending wine. Like (laughs) that's the thing about, yeah. again with my experience with them is that they're they're not like a religion they're like mm-hmm. kind of like a, a club that's kind of talking about spirituality you know yeah yeah like a club and community kind of like yeah. I, I really appreciate just here to you know kind of talk about that sort of stuff which is fun and nice and it makes me happy i, I just i like that openness is really truly crucial for like everything um and like but also like again if you're fine where you are feel free to stay there that's totally fine not going to take no not going to take none of these spirits away from you honey have a good ass time but also openness is always good and considering new things is also always good and also whatever the hell gets you through the daily fucking struggle oof yeah, we, we got we got one trip on this on this weird mm-hmm. orb. So um, mm-hmm. I know for myself, I realized that I wasn't happy on the path I was on, and uh, I kind of uprooted mm-hmm. and 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 started over. And it's it's never too late to do that. Uh, but if you are happy on the path you're mm-hmm. on, that's right. Keep doing it. Hell yeah, hell yeah, um, yeah. One of my I again I'm single as hell so this is not a concept that I've even remotely thought of I don't know what a pagan wedding looks like and I don't know that I necessarily want to figure it out but like I just like I don't I don't like I don't know that we have good references or rather miraculously that I have good access to references for what like a good voodoo wedding would look like like i just i don't know what that fucking looks like um yeah because i know what the traditions were that were based on slavery and those aren't the ones that i want to do for obvious fucking reasons um just for you know general fucking reasons maybe an option that's not rooted in the oppression of my people sounds fucking great to me um but i don't know what that would be and uh i can't wait to fucking have a 
fun time figuring that out, if ever that fucking happens. Also, distinct possibility that'll never fucking happen. Honestly, no fucking problem with me. I will be perfectly fine and happy, I say, trying to convince myself of this very, <laughs> very fact. Well, I um, think you're a catch, just for the record. Aw, thank you. Oh, that makes me feel happy. I, uh, also I just feel like, oh my god. <laughs> my, I just had a whole, whole thought again back to the wedding bit that we were discussing previously. Just, I, you're going to look fantastic at that wedding and I cannot wait to see the photos it's, when eventually it does be happen. a good time, yeah. I, I'm still uh, not sure what I'm gonna wear. But uh, it it will be fabulous. I cannot wait. Oh, that'll be so very lovely. And if the lovely listeners of this show would ever like to potentially see these photos, where can they find you on the internet? I'm great on these pivots today. I'm just giving yeah. myself the props. <laughs> anyway, uh, um, yeah. So my my Twitter handle is uh, at a one hat town. Um, and then like, I mean, I retweet all my podcast stuff, so you can find it all from there. Uh, I do have a cosplay Instagram where I occasionally post, uh, thirst traps and, um, you know, whatever cosplay stuff Evan and I are, are getting up to, which, uh, has not been much recently for obvious reasons, the pandemic, but that is, uh, warden cosplay on Instagram. Yes. I will link to these in the show notes um as i always do y'all know this y'all know me y'all know i fucking add all these things in you know how i do damn it um and also you can hear <laughs> you can hear andy on um, on parts of prey outcry because yeah and that's gonna yeah. be really exciting and fun i'm very very pleased to have had you on that that makes me happy um Absolutely. and uh yeah, all of the, um, all of the links for everything are going to be in the show notes because yeah. naturally, um, naturally, I literally it's the part of this whole thing that I stress myself out about the most, so I can confirm that it will be there, unless for God knows what reason I am trying to do this while still in that like post second shot of the vaccine haze like if i'm still in that then that is the only time but i will still have those links and i'll still at least have the one to twitter and the one to instagram it's yeah, more yeah, or less yeah. will i link the rest of the shows i will try i will damn well try um but yeah so listeners please uh go follow andy on um on the twitters and the instagram like the photos and all the fun things and subscribe to the shows because they are good and I like them. Thank you. Yeah. And thank you so much for coming on. Um, dear lovely listeners, you can find good old me on the Twitter and on the Instagram and in other locations, probably too. Oh, definitely also TikTok. I don't, there's a lot of wild-ass TikToks on my TikTok if you want to see them. That's fine. They're not really all that exciting, but they're also not not exciting. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, they're a f I'm so corny today. Uh, but they're, they're a good time. There's nothing too, nothing too wild going on over there, but I definitely, you know, 
would love to have y'all stop over. And I'm red, black, golden on all of them. Y'all know how to spell it by now. It's pretty clear. Um, black is spelt like cat black. Um, lovely, 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 lovely YouTuber. Anyway, um, should y'all desire to find more shows that I am on, you can also... Well, I'm on a lot of stuff for Paper Boat Productions. Go look for that where the hell ever. Uh, links for my shits in the show notes, too, as it standardly is. Um, dear lovely people, be well. Do as much good work as you possibly can. Good luck on trying to get that vaccine, y'all. It is a, it is a fucking mess out there. It's tough. I was sitting with a friend of mine who's like running for political office and cannot like cannot sign up to get the vaccine and they're trying to like tailor their campaign to like figure out when they can get the vaccine and I'm just sitting here like honey I don't know they just had a sign hanging up in the grocery store saying they had them and I signed up and I got it so Oh man! Oh Josh. no! <laughs> yeah, like I mean, it also. I am a caregiver. Like my, I live with my sister, and yeah. So there is that. That is the sure, that sure, is sure. the actual reason that I was yeah. like legally able to get it. I am an in home caregiver, and like therefore home health care worker. Therefore, yeah. Though apparently, in a lot of locations, due to BMI, I would have actually been eligible anyway. Like I don't know. That's. That's one little fun facet of it where I'm like, I don't know what the fuck that's all about. I, I know in New York, that's part of like one of the like one of the things that you can sort of look for. Um, but shit, trying to sign up for this vaccine in New York sounds like a hellscape. Like, my God. Yeah, no thanks. Yeah, I've, I'm much happier living in this small town where I just happened to look at my local Big Y and therefore they had an option. <laughs> Big Y, I suppose, being the... I love that I cannot think of a single grocery store from outside of this area because I've lived in this area my entire ass life and I don't know what exists elsewhere. Um, not quite a... Not quite a... Whatever the one that was bought by Amazon. Not quite that. Um... I don't know. Kroger, maybe? Fuck it, I don't know it. It doesn't actually matter. Um, <laughs> it matters not at all, actually. Um, nope. But be well, do as much good work as you possibly can, and stay safe out there and wear a goddamn mask. I don't need to fucking say uh, Oh, also, Texas. Texas, hi. Hi, Texas. Um, burn your government to the ground. Jesus Christ, what the fuck is going on over there? My God. Yeah, Texas, anyway. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, y'all. Oof, God. Like, I I know I'm not supposed to, for legal reasons, be recommending that you genuinely burn down an entire government. However. Hyperbolically. I'm not saying not to do I'm not saying do it. But hypothetically. <laughs> um, but hypothetically, y'all can't see it. It's fine. There was air quotes. It's whatever. Um, or at least kick the politicians out because the, I don't know what the fuck their problem is, but they need to fucking go. Um, Walking sociopaths. Jesus. Anyway, um, on a happier note, just, you know, spring's coming. Yay. Yeah. Spring is here. Yeah. I think. 
except global warming. Oh, God, I keep bringing the mood down. So, <laughs> goodbye, everybody. Bye, everyone. <laughs> <laughs>